Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. In this episode of Harmonious World, I'm talking to Daniel Trivanov, Russian pianist, whose album Silver Age is out now. Silver Age features music by Skriabin, Stravinsky and Prokofiev, and it includes the second piano concerto and solo works by Prokofiev, Stravinsky's Petrushka and Firebird, and Skriabin's piano concerto in F-sharp minor. The Silver Age period of art and music in Russian history is not a simple one to describe, but when you hear it, I think you know what these composers were working with. Rachmaninoff and Skriabin represented the younger generation of Russian composers at the turn of the 20th century and at a time when Russia was going through immense change. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Daniel. Firstly, can I just thank you for joining me on this call? It's, it's a great pleasure to interview you, Daniel. Thank you. So um, I've been listening to Silver Age, which is an absolutely stunning album. Can you tell me how it how it came about? So obviously you've been artist in residence with the New York Phil. And did it come about because of that or did it happen before that? When did you decide when did decide the idea for this album? Uh, well, actually, I was uh, first uh, discussing with a friend of mine something about music or something about arts. And then eventually uh, he mentioned to me uh, Silver Age. Uh, and I was quite surprised because this, uh, this term is usually not very well known outside of Russia. It's usually primarily used in, in Russia to describe the, that period of art in um, late 19th, early 20th century. Um, but then uh, he mentioned it to me. Uh, and I thought that's actually surprising that, that uh, I was surprised that he knew about it, but I, I knew that uh, it is not commonly known in general. So I thought, why don't I actually build something, uh, a project around uh, that time period that would bring a little bit more awareness to, to this period in Russian history, because it, it was quite different from anything else that was done in Russia before that, before that, in, 19, in early 19th century, there was more focus on uh, more uh, national traditional uh, foundation uh, for the arts. In, and uh, later, um, there was much more experimentation during the Silver Age. They already went beyond that uh, national foundation and they wanted to expand further. And everybody worked in different directions and in different styles. There was at the same time a very active scene in symbolism, in futurism, in cubism, in impressionism, in paintings, for example. And then in literature also, they, they were using Russian language in quite different ways. Uh, and they're trying to actually advance it and using unusual, com unusual combinations and something that would maybe sound a little bit even strange, but it at the same time made, made sense. And yeah, they worked on basically modernizing Russian language as well. Also in music, uh, in music, they, uh, they wanted to experiment and the people, the, the composers on the album, Skrabin, Prokofiev, Stravinsky, they are probably were the ones who were the most pioneering in their ways. Skrabin with his uh, atonality later in, in his life. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to record everything on because of a pandemic i was actually planning to record some of the late scrambling for the album but uh, it was supposed to be done in june and in june everything was closed so 
but we re just recorded it last December, so there will be more tracks added uh, in the future to the to the project. Yeah, but for now, I just have uh, his earlier work, the concerto. Right, but isn't that that's just a beautiful concerto, isn't it? I think that's my favorite piece, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a great piece. It's uh, uh, despite being uh, early work, it's actually I would say it's one of his last works of his early period. Already there, one can see uh, shifts, his future shifts in terms of style, uh, of his evolution of his style. It's it's quite difficult to rehearse and it takes a long time. It's it's very, uh, it involves every instrument of the orchestra in almost solistical manner and uh, both the orchestra and the conductor need to know the score. And actually, Valery Gergiev, uh, who is conducting uh, on the album he played that concerto uh, in his youth uh, before he started conducting. He played it on tours in Soviet Union as a pianist. So he knows the score really well. Ah, oh, right. Okay, maybe that's why. It's. I mean, it really is. Um, I think especially the, the third movement, the Allegro Moderato, that's just beautiful. Thanks. So the Silver Age as a term is something that's new to me. Do you think there's something about it being at such a tempestuous moment in Russian history that made all of this happen and come together at the same time? Well, yes, there was uh, a search for a new language and then there was a lot of political tension as well that uh, in the end uh, ended up in a, in a Bolshevik revolution, which at the same time effectively ended the Silver Age because a lot of those uh, artists had to immigrate. Uh, from the country, and uh, uh, but uh, uh, back uh, back then it was uh, both St. Petersburg and Moscow were very active uh, in terms of a cultural uh, scene, and actually the, a person uh, who had a vision to bring it all together was uh, Diaghilev with his Balerus. He knew uh, all of all of those composers. Also, he knew Rachmaninov, who was a little bit more in a traditional vein, but he still wanted to popularize his music as well. But one of his uh, goals was to actually to bring uh, awareness of Russian culture in the West, and he wanted to, to do it not only through the means of more traditional art uh, from 19th century, but he wanted composers and dancers and the painters to create something uh, completely new and uh, so in, in many ways Zagulev was one of the engines behind the, the whole process. And of course this follows on from your your own Rachmaninoff project which is those two albums The Departure and Arrival. Yeah uh, I, well Zagulev was uh, uh, was also making sure that Rachmaninoff music was was played as well but uh, his primary interest was for a more modernist uh, composers, which uh, back when it was well, already a late scabbin, just emerging uh, Stravinsky. He just finished uh, his studies with Rimsky-Korsakov in St. Petersburg. And a little bit later, Prokofiev, also from St. Petersburg. Can you talk to me a little bit about your background? Because you studied music first in in. Moscow and then you moved to America. Can, can you tell me a little bit about studying in Moscow and, and what that was like and then the move to America? Well uh, I initially started in Nizhny Novgorod which is a city to the east from Moscow. I, when, when I was eight I began my studies in Moscow and I finished the Gnesian school there when I was 18 and then I 
wanted to study in the United States and my teacher in Nissan school, Tatiana Zelikman, uh, recommended me to study with Sergei Babayan, who was teaching, uh, who is teaching in uh, Cleveland Institute of Music. So that's the uh, reason I, I went there. I had concerts, uh, well, mainly in Europe, in Europe, in, in Italy before that. Actually, I started traveling by myself when I was already 13. And uh, so for me, it was not unusual to find myself in, uh, by myself in a new place, but it was maybe unusual to spend so much time in a new place. And so maybe the first year, it was a little bit difficult in, in, in certain ways, but then already the second year was much easier and then I, I got used to it then. Okay. I'm very conscious that I don't have a huge amount of time with you. So I want to kind of rush through things a little bit. Um, I'm interested in your live streaming that you've been doing during lockdown. Well, it's impossible to completely not play. I, uh, this is uh, it's not only live streaming, but I actually have, I've, I did some concerts uh, as well to Taiwan and there were some uh, Europe, European festivals in, in the summer. There was a, even a concert in, here in the United States in Florida last December with a limited audience, of course, but uh, in in some ways uh, the arts still needs to continue to be happening. Yeah, of course, now there are a lot of uh, challenges and uh, well, hopefully relatively soon it, it, can be, it can be much more normal. Yes. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know what I would have been doing if, if I if I wasn't performing. Okay. And do you have plans already for concerts or tours or anything like that? Has anything been put into place yet? Well, there, there are still some some concerts happening. I just came back from from Germany. Well, uh, Germany now is in in a lockdown, but we still do uh, online online streams. So, and I also did. Uh, uh, my next recording for the Shigaramafan. And uh, among uh, next concerts, of course, it depends from country to country, or it depends on, on, on the situation. The nearest is Spain. I have a concert in, in Madrid later this month. And then in March, uh, there are for now planned uh, chamber music uh, concerts uh, with uh, Gotya Capuzon. Also, some concerts, some orchestral concerts and uh, solo recitals as well. Okay, brilliant. Well, I hope that you can come to London. And for me, I, I would love to hear the Scriabin, you know, in its entirety, in a concert. Yeah, I never played Scriabin uh, concerto in, in, in London. All right. Okay, well, <laughs> we should get that booked in. Hopefully. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, We've, we're rapidly running out of time. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that you can continue. And it's great to hear that you've been doing some performing because I know it's that's the hardest thing for a performer is to, to, to stop. And I know that for some people it's had to be a complete stop. So and I look forward to hearing you at some point in the future live. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. Well, thank you to Daniel for joining me on that episode of Harmonious World and I hope you enjoyed our conversation. It was fascinating. Please do subscribe to Harmonious World wherever you got your podcast. I have some amazing guests lined up for the next few weeks so I hope you enjoy listening to Harmonious World. Thanks for joining me.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.